Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Thursday, February the 29th. Lots to talk about today about Texas and the border. So we've invited our friend uh, George Rodriguez to join us tonight. Hi, George. How are you? Real good. How are you? You know, George, we only do a show on February 29th every four years. I know it. Isn't that something? I don't remember the last time we did one. I feel very on February 29th. <laughs> yeah, so I'm honored, too. I'm saying... We do these every four years. And uh, I heard a joke today that that there was something going on many, many years ago that they told women that February 29th happens every four years. And that was yeah. the only day that they could actually uh, ask a man to marry yeah. them. I think that's kind of where it comes from. Sadie Hawkins Day. Yeah. Did, did you hear that one? Yep. I've heard it. I've heard it a lot. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, anyway, I just I, I happened to hear it today for the first time. I thought that was a, a cute little story. Well, lots to get into with respect to Texas, and we'll touch that in a second. But we woke up this morning. It was like 43 or something like that. Uh, this uh, temperature change here came rather suddenly. What about down there? Yes, it was. Uh, it's it. I don't think it's gotten above 48 here in San Antonio. Wow. Today. However... However, within the next 48 hours, we're going to be climbing back into the 80s. So Okay, I think that's what's going to happen here, too. Welcome to Texas. Yes, that's what's going to happen here as well. Well, we had, a, we had actually an amazing day today here in Texas. Uh, the first issue, of course, uh, a federal judge uh, shot down SB4, or at least the, the ability of, of the Texas police or National Guard to arrest a person who crosses the border without papers, illegal immigrant. Uh, and then we had, of course, President Trump and President Biden down on the border, which is pretty remarkable. They were both on the screen, which is really amazing. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the primaries as well. But let's begin with this federal judge who said no to SB4. Now, the the governor, as well as the attorney general, have already said they're going to appeal it. I think they have, in fact, already uh, appealed it. What was your reaction to that uh, opinion, George? Well, it really didn't surprise me. I had a lot of friends, of course, that freaked out immediately when uh, it was struck down. But it didn't surprise me. I mean, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of liberal judges at the at the uh, at the grassroots level, at the initial entry level. And uh, which does worry me because they're, eventually they're going to move up. But uh, the this um, particular judge didn't surprise me. It is the first round. Uh, if this law is looked at in its context, as the Democrats love to use that word in context, uh, is it, if it's looked at in its fullest context, there's no way that um, that uh, the Supreme Court will rule against it. We have a situation, and this is why Biden and Trump were both at the border today. We have a situation that's, uh, you know, that is, uh, by many definitions, uh, viewed as a um, as an invasion. We've got an open border, and uh, these people that are coming across, not to mention the drugs, the cartels, they're creating problems for the citizens. It is the it is the 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 right the the uh, responsibility of the state of Texas to protect its citizens from the drugs from the diseases and 
from the uh, criminal illegal aliens as well as um, as uh, just the ones that are just trespassing. Right. And uh, that's what SB4 does. SB4 mm -hmm. does not require them to uh, stop, does not require state state law enforcement to stop somebody and ask them their, uh, their uh, immigration status uh, arbitrarily. It doesn't ask them to even ask it, ask of them uh, in a situation where uh, they are not a suspect already in a um, in in a uh, ongoing uh, criminal investigation. A person who is uh, involved in a criminal investigation or in a any type of, of law enforcement investigation will be asked nowadays, uh, or should be asked, and uh, if they are here illegally, if they are not uh, citizens and they've crossed illegally, all that happens is that they are returned to a port of entry. And uh, at that port of entry, then they can come in and they can declare themselves whatever to the Border Patrol and then follow the follow, follow the, right. um, the proper procedures. The headache is that many people that are entering illegally, uh, circumventing those ports of entry, there's a reason why they want to do it. There's a reason why they want to do it. Right. And uh, this is this is the headache. And, and the you know, the problem that we've got uh, with this court ruling is uh, apparently uh, the judge just looked at it as uh, that somehow the state of Texas is trying to usurp the immigration authority of the federal government. That's really not true. I mean, there there's nothing that's that's stopping a uh, a, a uh, local law enforcement uh, official from asking somebody uh, about their their immigration status, particularly if they don't have any kind of ID. Any proper right. ID. Well, what's interesting to me, George, a couple of things. I agree with you. Not at all surprising. I kind of expect, almost expect yes. the very first ruling to to go down simply yep. because I think they select judges. Right. I get the impression that they, they pick a judge. They, 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 they pick a judge. Around. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know much about this judge, but his name was familiar with other like the ruling on on these uh, barriers on the river and stuff like that the name was familiar and that's why I, th I was not surprised but but now it goes to the to the next level which is the appeals court and that's a three judge appeals court and that's hell yeah. and but it's interesting to me and I, I find this fascinating that the same Democrats who say that the federal government is the only one who has anything to do with immigration are the same ones who defend sanctuary cities. Right. And I find that incredibly contradictory because if you're going to say that a sanctuary city has the right not to turn over an illegal immigrant to ICE, which is their, what they're supposed to do, and they're saying, well, no, we're not going to respect that particular immigration law. They're picking that particular you. federal, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're picking which ones they like. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I just find the, you know, the, the whole thing to be uh, contradictory, but it will but go again. Again, yeah. when they when they argue those points, they always use that phrase in the proper context. Right. And all that means is that they they spin it, whichever way they they, they feel it's gonna it, it's gonna be useful for their mm -hmm. agenda. And that's right. the problem. You know, uh, we're we should look at the law as the law and right. And I think you make a good point that Texas. I mean, Texas would gladly let the federal government run the border if they were doing it. Uh, yeah. If they were doing it. So I don't think it's a question of, of Texas saying, Hey, we want to be in the immigration business. Correct. It's simply a case of saying, you know, the federal government is not doing its job. 
Therefore, we have to be in the immigration business because of the cost that this is not only bringing to Texas, uh, but, you know, other communities uh, around not just the border, but other communities around the country now are are seeing it. So, Sylvia, we had a we had a major, major case three, four years ago here in San Antonio where a um, a, a, uh, a truck full of, uh, of illegal aliens uh, stalled at a um, at, at a, uh, a service station. Uh, the illegal aliens were turned loose. Um, the police came and and checked on the on the um, uh, on the truck because there was a complaint that it was you know just left there abandoned. Um, the illegal aliens all scattered. The police chief and the city manager uh, decided that they would not do anything to uh, uh, call immigration to come pick up these uh, illegal aliens. Now, this was under the Trump administration still. So under the Trump administration, they were still being picked up and they were being deported or detained at least. And uh, the um, uh, the city council, the mayor, have decided that uh, this is a sanctuary city, although they don't call it that. And uh, they decided that they were not going to cooperate with ICE. And a major lawsuit then ensued uh, brought on by both the uh, the um, uh, state attorney general and the federal attorney general at that point, like I said, it was under Trump. And they lost, and they lost. Now, um, at this point, uh, now we've got sanctuary cities in other states. A state the, the state of Texas passed this law, has passed other laws requiring uh, local law enforcement to, uh, to cooperate with ICE, but now ICE isn't doing its job. So what do we do? That's right. Well, again, this, this, it's a very, it, it's a complicated, the whole thing is very complicated, but it all stems from, in my opinion, it stems from the fact that they're not doing the their federal job. government, the federal government is not doing its job. If we had a federal right. government serious about the border, we wouldn't have all these other uh, problems that come from their lack of seriousness uh, on the border. But this is now going to go to the next level. And I expect, I'll make a I'll make a prediction. I think the next level will say, "No, let's keep this going while we hear from Texas." <laughs> and and I think that that's uh, remember that's the same thing that happened well, with the barriers. The governor, the governor said that so much since said so much the other day. Uh, in fact, I think he repeated it today. But the governor said that um, they're not going to uh, be intimidated by uh, right by by Biden in any form or fashion, whether it's lawsuits or other threats. Right. Well, the, the governor is basing his old argument, and he he said it today also uh, when, when he was speaking. He was basing his whole argument or his whole case on a constitutional provision. Yes. Uh, the invasion constitutional provision. So he's not just, you know, he that this is why I think it's going to go to the Supreme Court eventually, this whole debate. And I, I really don't, don't understand why the Biden government would want, the Biden administration would want to go to there because it, it just, I mean, I, they're going to lose. And if they're going to I think lose, they will lose in the same, I, I agree with you. I think they're going to lose in the Supreme Court because yeah. the Supreme Court is going to say, well, worse for them. yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, if they were smart, they would try to settle exactly. the, the whole thing before it got, uh, it gets that far. So that's my prediction that I think it'll, I agree. It'll, it'll make it to the next level. And then if, 
Texas loses there, eventually it'll be to the Supreme Court, where I feel that, uh, you know, this, the, the, the Supreme Court, I think, will look at, look at all of this more from a constitutional standpoint, and I think that's more favorable to, to Texas. So we'll, we'll see where, where this goes. Now, the other, the other big issue, of course, here in Texas today is that you had the president and the former president <laughs> on the same time on television. It was pretty remarkable. Yeah, the same river. <laughs> yeah, the same river. Just, I guess, about what? How many miles apart? Maybe 300. 300. Yeah. But, you know, President Biden gave a speech. Uh, Vicente Gonzalez was there, the I guess, the congressman from that region. Not right. And... Uh, I didn't see a lot of other Democrats. Maybe they had dental appointments today. I don't know. No, but there, I, there were a lot of nonprofit organizations who were uh, represented with protesters. Who oh, okay. Supporting, not protesting, but supporting supporting the Biden administration. Oh, I see. The but anyway, so the, the two presidents were there. The pre President Biden's position was, well, you know, we should just pass that Senate bill. And uh, we, we, you know, give me more money for judges and for this and this and that. And and then, of course, the Trump position was, well, just take me back to where I left it, you know, where I left uh, the, the issue uh, a few years ago. I think at this point in time, uh, uh, George, at this point in time, I think Trump has more credibility on the border issue than Biden does. I, I couldn't agree more. I yeah. couldn't agree more. And I think that this is the panic that most Democrats, particularly here in Texas, um, are, are trying to figure out how to spin and how to avoid. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the uh, the guys that are running against uh, the, 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 the candidates that are running against uh, Ted Cruz. Um, it, it was very, very difficult. You could tell that it was very, very difficult for the Democrats to look uh, strong on the issue of border, of, of border security when uh, the past three years have been such, you know, a disaster for them. Well, not a disaster. Right. They've done it intentionally. Well, I mean, I looked at the I looked at the video uh, or the TV screen, and I saw Vicente Gonzalez there, and there was a lady in the back. She may be a congresswoman. I don't, I don't know for sure. And then there was another gentleman there who I think is the chairman of the Democrat Party. That's what I, who I think it is. But I didn't see, you know, I didn't see, for example. Uh, Congressman Allred, who's running for the U.S. Senate exactly. in the primary, exactly. and I thought he would, you know, he would be the one who you would think that he would want to show his support for the president. Uh, at I a didn't time see like very many law enforcement, local law enforcement people. Before. Yes, I saw so some, I, I, some border I, patrol guys that, that were undoubtedly forced to put to stand behind. Yeah, there were some military guys there, right, or military personnel no, from Border Patrol. Border Patrol, border yeah. Patrol. But although the Border Patrol Union chief was not yes. very complimentary of Joe Biden. But I, I thought it was interesting because I didn't see a lot of Democrats. And I you kind of get the impression that they were just like when Beto O'Rourke, if you remember, had a was busy yeah. on the day that I think uh, Vice President Kamala Harris or President Biden made a trip to Texas in 2022. You kind of get the feeling there weren't a lot of Democrats there. I Honestly, I was expecting, uh, as I say, uh, Colin Allred to be there. Uh, I mean, he he wants to win the Senate seat, and I would have expected him to be there, but he was not uh, there. But overall, overall, George, I think the you know I'll, I'll repeat what I said a minute ago. I think 
the border politics issue right now is playing better for former President Trump than for current President Biden. I just think that, you know, President uh, Biden has lost so much credibility on the issue of the border and the question of immigration. Now you have this horrible case of the young woman in Georgia. Georgia. And and this is a, you know, this is a, a guy in Georgia who twice came into contact with the police and twice was never turned over to to ICE. I mean, what a disgrace. So this guy was running around and and then he runs into into this young woman down there. But and let's, I, for, I, let's remember Athens, Georgia is a university town. That's where the University of Georgia right. is. And these university towns, uh, like Austin, uh, are notorious, are notorious for being super liberal. Mm-hmm. So no, I agree. And and this is uh where unfortunately it happened. But I think you would agree with me that the border politics issue is playing better for for President Trump and the Republicans oh, than it is for, for President Biden definitely. and the Democrats. Now, let's talk a little bit about the primary. We have primaries coming up here next Tuesday. I went to vote, uh, I guess, early, uh, either the first week or, yeah, it would have been the, the, the first week that it was available or this week. I don't remember what day it was, but I went to vote. I didn't see a lot of people voting. I, I thought the lines were pretty pretty short, and uh, I don't know what the numbers are like. Usually, they tell us how many people have have voted, or at least the numbers. Tomorrow is the last day, I believe. Yes. I, are you sensing? Are you sensing a lot of enthusiasm? Uh, Not at all. Here in San Antonio, um, here in San Antonio, the turnout is is very very. Uh, uh, small. Um, it's it's been very disappointing for a lot of people um, that um, you know there hasn't been more enthusiasm on the part of the voters. However, this is a primary, and um, it's been a very divisive primary on the Republican side. Uh, we've got uh, the the governor who has been out campaigning against those people that did two things: that voted against his vouchers, and that. Um, uh, voted against um, uh, the uh, uh, imp- or voted for the impeachment. Yeah, of for the impeachment. Right, yeah, yeah, for the impeachment of Ken Paxton. And so what we've got um, is a rather divided, uh, caustic uh, Republican primary. On the other hand, as we were just talking, I feel a lot of apathy, uh, disappointment, disillusionment by Democrat. Uh, uh, voters. They are, I mean, you see the enthusiasm, of course, of the diehard, of the activists, uh, but the the number of people that are interested as far as uh, Democrats go, you know, uh, it, it's going to be tough. I, I, I think the, so. The uh, absentee ba- ballots um, uh, so far have been way, way, way more than the people that have showed up at the um, at the polls, which tells you one thing that they that the Democrats went out and did a lot of ballot harvesting. Yeah, well, I I just feel that there there aren't really that many, you know, that many charming candidates, if you could put it that way. You're right. There are some some interesting uh, races on the Republican side. Most of those are safe Republican seats, if I'm yes. correct. Right. So whoever wins is probably going to win the. Uh, yeah. the election. And I, I frankly, I have to tell you, I don't blame the governor. 
I don't either. going after Republicans who, who don't support vouchers because they're out of the mainstream of the party. They are. They really and, are. And, and, and I think, you know, at a time like this, I think, you know, look, well, I'm, I, I think it's time to support school choice. And it's, it's important for school choice to be a Republican issue. There you go. And, and you have many of these uh, Republicans in districts who I think were, seem to be kind of protective or possessive of their high school in their district more than they were the big picture exactly. of educating kids. So I, I don't criticize the governor one bit for going after, for going after those Republicans. Now, I, think as far as, I think he's going to win it. I mean, I, I, he's well, gonna, I'm glad. I hope he does. I hope he picks up. My feeling is I hope he picks up a few and that the others get scared into, into voting the next time around realizing that they could lose their seats. And uh, because I, I really feel very strongly about about school choice. I think it is something that the base supports and and an election like this. That's the kind of issue that can get people voting against somebody because uh, so, I mean, it could be in, in some districts, uh, it could be a big issue. But the one uh, of all the races, uh, George, the one that I want to keep an eye on, because it could be a consequential uh, event is the the primary for the U.S. Senate Democrat. There yeah. you have Colin Allred and uh, Gutierrez. Uh, I forgot his first name. Um, what's his first name? Gutierrez? Um, Steve Gutierrez, I think okay. it is. Okay. And those two guys are basically running. Now, the the Colin Allred, Allred approach has been, I'm a moderate, you know, um, I'm going to run in the center. I'm going to represent all of Texas. But I'm not sure that's a message that is going to resonate in a primary where I think more activists are going to vote. And so that's why I'm going to keep an eye on that, because if Allred doesn't get 50 percent, I, I think he's going to. Yeah, he, he'll be in the runoff more than likely against Gutierrez and, and Gutierrez gonna is going to force him to the left. Yeah. yeah. And I think that will make it more difficult for Allred to defeat Ted Cruz. By the way, the. The early polling on there's been three polls that I've seen uh, of the race between Raul Red and, and Ted Cruz. The first one, well, I'm not sure when they came out, but they have three totally different numbers. One has Trump, I mean, uh, Cruz up by 14 or 16. The other one has Cruz up by eight. And then there's another one that has them tied at 42. That one doesn't seem to make or that seems to be the, the you know, the outlier. Because in all, in the two first cases that I cited, Cruz is at like at 48% in both of them. And he seems to be comfortable in that number, which means he's closer to, to the majority than, than Allred. But I think Allred is going to have to, whether he wins the primary or whether he has to go to a runoff, I think he has a lot of selling to do because nobody yeah. really knows the guy. Well, yeah, you know, and the selling point is going to be, what are you going to do about the border? What are you going to do about um, uh, abortion? What are you going to do about, uh, you know, many of these things uh, that are unpopular, he's going to have to, he's going to have to stand and, uh, and speak up. And his answers may not, may not thrill uh, the hardcore liberals. Uh, so he may, may lose those. On the other hand, on the other hand, he may uh, run in a very unpopular direction for the majority of the uh, of the Texans. Well, we'll see because, for example, he's running ads on abortion already. Yeah, 
And uh, the ad that I've seen basically is defending uh, this lady who had problems. Uh, the the allegation. Yeah. One lady. Uh, yeah, the Mrs. Cox or whatever her name is, right. who, who had issues uh, that you know her doctor told her about her pregnancy. The problem in that debate is that she, no doctor ever said that that an abortion was the solution to her problem. Exactly. I'm not saying she didn't have a problem. She obviously had a pregnancy problem. Correct. But but she had to get a doctor to say, okay, uh, you need an abortion to fix your problem. But she could never get any doctor to do that. Right. So in, in Texas, we do have a medical exception, but you have to have a doctor. You've got to have a doctor explain it. You can't just and, say, and, "Well," and they make it sound. You know, they make uh, that ad makes it sound like um, the doctor was denied or the doctor was in, da in danger of being thrown in jail or something. Right. And in fact, the do no doctor ever said an abortion is a solution to her problem. They may have said she has a problem but not necessarily an abortion. Now, she did, of course, go out of state and get her abortion, which is uh, what she wanted to do. And look, I, I'm i not, you know, I, I, I'm i sympathetic to this woman because, I mean, any mother who has to go through that has my my sympathy. But I, I do feel quite strongly that she was being used. She Yes. Well, and on the other hand, you've got the situation with Gutierrez using all the uh, all the parents of the victims in uh in in uvalde uh he's running his main issue uh is the issue of of gun control right and we saw how popular that that issue was with bethel right and uh you know the fun the the amazing thing to me is that he continues to work up a lather over the issue of the uvalde shooting however in uvalde itself uvalde county the republicans have continually won Right. Even this last election after after the uh, after the shooting, right? I think so the governor not, won. The governor won that district or that yeah, you know, that so area. I'm not sure how how popular of a of of a um, uh, of a winning issue that that's going to be for him? Well, I don't think it's going to be much of an issue. But as I said before, he will force Allred yes exactly to go left, and that's what if you're the Allred campaign, that's what you don't want. That's why you want to get into the general election as soon as possible, but they're trying to dress up uh, all red as this big Texas moderate. And I'm hoping that the, they're the really pushing all red more than they are anybody else. That's it. Well, I think he's, he's the only one they have, but I, I hope that the Ted Cruz campaign has some television ads ready talking about all reds political twin. Uh, her name is Nancy Pelosi. I hope they have a lot of ads because his voting record, I mean, look, this is not a guy who has voted uh, outside of the party with much frequency. Exactly. I mean, there may have been a couple of times that he voted. Well, they have to do a short voting record. It shows yes. his record. And that's what Ted Cruz is going to have to do. He's going to have to go after him yeah. and point that out and simply say, look, this is not a moderate. This is not a, a person who represents uh, Texas. And I think if he can do that, focus on that issue. Uh, the one thing going for Allred is that he's a very telegenic, very nice person. He comes yeah. across as a very nice person. Maybe maybe and, he can get a job in Hollywood afterwards. Well, maybe so, maybe so. But he, uh, you know, he he is a good-looking candidate, and he comes across well. And uh, so I think you you have to you have to fight him on the issues. And I think that Ted Cruz has the edge on 
on the issues. Well, George, my gosh, time flies. Anything that uh, you wanted to add to this amazing conversation we had? Oh, just uh, it's been a very interesting day with both the both presidents, former and current, uh, in in Texas. It's been very very interesting with the uh, with the spin that everybody's doing regarding immigration issues. Uh, it's been very very interesting with uh, the uh, whole situation uh, regarding. What is uh, where is Texas going to go in the next uh, in the next election? Because they are, uh, I mean, the pundits, uh, the political talking heads on CNN and, and MSNBC make it sound like we're ready to become the next California. Uh, yeah, I don't understand that. It's not it's not based on any numbers. I mean, it's not. I, mean, I, I hear that too. Wishful I hear that thinking. too. It's called wishful thinking. Yeah, because I don't see the numbers to support that at all. I mean, uh, and I think they're all basing it on the 2018 election between Beto O'Rourke and Ted Cruz. Right. What they overlook about that election is that that Ted Cruz that year was target number one for the Democrat Party. He didn't run a good campaign, but if you look, still years, yeah. But if you look two years later, you know John Cornyn was easily reelected, and two years later Governor Abbott was easily reelected. Even- so. Even more, even uh, a greater uh, number of uh, percentage wide. Yeah, so I, I don't see. I mean, I, I'm not saying that that Texas is as red as it was 20 years ago. I accept it's not, but I, I don't see this uh, this blue tsunami coming. No, I don't. I really, I don't see it. If anything, there may be a lot of apathy among some of the Democrat groups because uh, I don't think they're thrilled with Biden. You know, I, I don't get the feeling that Biden is a very exciting candidate for them. And which now, of course, if if Biden is not the candidate and they have to switch to somebody else, then, you know, we'll see what happens there. You know, what was very interesting, uh, I don't know how many how much of the um, of the uh, film video that you see of, uh, of Biden in Brownsville. But there were a couple of times when he was walking around that he looked awful. Yeah, he looked really, really awful. He looked oh, there's like- no, no question about that. He he looks, I mean, look, I don't want to be mocking the president of the United States, but he looks tired, and uh, the only reason he took that plane to Brownsville is because he had to. Yeah, because I I think his the politics has driven him to this point. But I agree with you. He didn't. This he did is a man look- who is lacking so much energy. It's a uh, it's a. Uh, it's amazing. He didn't make a very persuasive case today about his policies either. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Well, George, you have a, uh, a very wonderful day, Thank a you. good weekend. And uh, my gosh, baseball is coming up pretty soon here in a few weeks. So I hope you got your Astros uh, gear ready. I'm ready. Because I've got the Rangers gear ready. So maybe, maybe we'll... Uh, We'll go to a game together, and you yeah. cheer for the Astros, and I cheer for the Rangers. Maybe they'll that? play in Waco, and we can. Yes, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Play in Waco. That's right. Settle it. You know, go to a neutral ground and <laughs> play a, a game in Waco. Right, that would be cool. Right. <laughs> All right, George. Have a great day. Thank you. And as always, thank you so much for your time. All right, our good friend uh, George Rodriguez talking a little bit about uh, some of the big stories today. We had some big ones, you know. A judge uh, said that SB4, or at least the first look at SB4, was not constitutional. Now it goes to appeal. It'll go to, I'm pretty sure it goes to the to district number five, which is an appeals court where they have three judges 
that will look at this, and we'll see what they say about uh, about it. Of course, both presidents, uh, the former president and the current president, uh, as George said, 300 miles apart on the border. And it's amazing their messages. I mean, Trump was very much a critic of what was going on, praising Governor Abbott. And then on the other hand, you know, President Biden basically saying, hey, you know, the, the Republicans need to pass that bill in the Senate, because if they pass that bill in the Senate, then I'm going to have the tools to fix the problem. No, he doesn't need any tools or he doesn't need Congress to pass any tools. He has all the tools he needs to act on on the border. So but as I mentioned uh, in, in my, uh, com- my my conversation with uh, with George, Trump is winning the border debate. There's no question about it. He's winning this debate. And uh, Biden is losing badly, which is why he came to uh, to South Texas today. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.